Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. We've missed you guys. I'm Jenna. Thanks so much. And I'm Janelle, and we've been so lonesome for you guys, but our lives have been kind of chaotic, so we just decided yeah. to practice what we preach and recalibrate and brainstorm, mm-hmm. and I had sick kids, and Jenna was traveling, which she'll and tell birthdays. us about. And birthdays, homeschool restarting, regular school restarting, like just everything has been kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. So we practice what we preach. We called our therapist. We took our meds, and we took a week <laughs> off. Yep. But we missed it desperately, and we're so happy. We have so know, many new weird. episode ideas that we brainstormed. Yes. And as always, if you have any episode ideas, talk to us. Mm-hmm. Many of you know us, so just text message, or mm-hmm. you can submit through Instagram or our website anonymously. Like if you have a crazy yep. idea, like I would love some input on this, but I don't want anyone to know I think about this. <laughs> Yeah. Chances are I have two of those that I sent to Jenna the other day for her um, peer review. So we'll see what she thinks. Yeah. People reach out with things that they don't want to talk to anyone about. And we're probably pretty comfortable talking about. So yeah, (gasps) chances are. (laughs) So yeah, it's been crazy over here. We had um, my grandma came to visit and then we took her and my in-laws to the beach with the kids, which you can imagine is crazy. Um, It was great. But I need a vacation after my vacation. vacation. And then after vacation. Yep. I geniusly planned it so that the we got back that night. And then that next day was my son's birthday. And he insisted on having a little party on his actual birthday. Um, so that was a little chaotic, but it ended up being great. It was just people in our bubble. But we missed you, Janelle. And I missed you guys. It was weird. I I know. I told you it was weird that no one knew each other. So we invited three families and none of them knew each other, but they all knew Janelle. And I was like, oh, weird. (laughs) So you were talked about. I miss my celebrity town of Richmond. (laughs) Exactly. And so then grandma stayed and then homeschool started that Tuesday. So it's just been. And then we joined like a forest group and that started Wednesday. So it's been crazy. And now it's what is it? Friday? (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Honestly, it feels like Monday, but uh, yeah, we had our first, we had, nobody's been sick here since COVID started, uh, March, 2020. And we had our first round of really bad colds. We didn't have that RSV that's going around. Thank God, knock on wood, this fake target wood. But I mean, it's literally like constant nose blowing. We've been going through Mm. box after box of Kleenex. We had tiny little 99 fevers. I never got sick. Mikey got sick and was really sick for two days, then was healthy for a half day, and then Zach got sick. So it's literally Oh, What about Josh? Did he get sick? No, which I'm shocked, but Josh has been working a lot, so he hasn't been like as involved in it. But I mean, he's had plenty of full face sneezes because kids Uh that haven't been in the world since 2020 don't know that they have to cover coughs and sneezes. (laughs) Kids, so we're just getting. I'll literally be sleeping and just feel my like one of them will get in my bed and I'll feel them spray my whole face. Yep. (laughs) And if it's anything like I'm sure it is the cold that's been going around here, it's hitting kids hard and adults. Like, um, the adults that I know have had it have been like, I've been a little congested, but no fever, nothing to knock me off my ass. Like, 
pretty good. And so. it's not going through the whole family. It's hitting like random people. Like Weird. I don't know anybody that's whole family had it. Like I yeah. know families that the adult had it or the kid had it or one kid brought one sibling had it and the other one didn't. And so it's just – Did you spiral? I spiraled a little sick? bit but like I – I knew – I mean, I gave them COVID tests because this is our first time being sick. But I didn't spiral as much. I just immediately started doing like – I call it the Jenna where you mm-hmm. start like bleach wiping. Bleach everything wiping everything. Touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I got to bleach – okay, what are the co- most common surfaces? All light switches, all handles on fridges, all handles on microwaves, all toilet handles. What are we touching so, all the time? So I, did you bleach wash your whole body because that's what they touch the whole time? <laughs> Oh my god, I know. I just, but my I, my body is immune to them. I've yes. decided, but like I want to keep Josh healthy, That's so that true. if one of us, like I always assume that I'm gonna get it, and so I'm always like, give yes. your dad some space, or like I make them all sit on my couch and Josh sits on the other couch. Yeah, like I only want one parent sick at a time. Oh my it has gosh. nothing to do with putting his needs above mine or caring more about him being healthy. I only want one parent sick at it's a time. So hard when they both are down. It's so There's hard. Nothing worse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm glad your kids kind of spaced it out too, because two sick kids is hard too. Like, I don't even like yesterday doing homeschool because we took a day or two off when they were really sick. But like yesterday, it was just constant nose wiping. Like mm-hmm. I have a Kleenex next to me, and I'm just going back and forth blowing noses. Today, really low nose blowing, but still Good. like and now, but now they're like fully chapped around their yes. like whole little faces. And oh like, oh my gosh, I need to send you some healing bomb right now. Yeah, you where's my healing balm, Jenna the Witch? I know. Well, ours is expired right now. We still use it. It's just not as potent. And so I need to make okay. new batches. And so I'm trying to gather little glass jars because it can only be, you know, we only use glass products. And trying to find oh, jars yeah. the right like size for them is really hard. So our health I've been trying to use our products. Good ones, so I'll really? send you some if you want. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'll let you know what I come our up with. Our health food store is very it. witchy and I love it because I put our yeah. elderberry syrup in a glass thing with a pump and then I have my like coconut oil in a glass jar. They have like this set, like the medium size and small size and then like yes. a big pump jar. Nice. Money. Yeah. I need I to know. send you some because that's it's great for that. Um, and that's going to be probably our next – podcast mm-hmm. episode is clean products, which is Jenna's passion. And I'm learning about because I am currently taking our former guest, Whitney, who is the thyroid um, health specialist. I am taking her thyroid workshop. It was yesterday and today. Um, and it's free, but she's telling me so much about clean products that I didn't know. Ooh, I can't wait to hear that perspective on it. Like I knew BPA was bad. Guess what I mm-hmm. didn't know? BPF and BPS. Uh-huh. Nobody yep. tells – I didn't even know those were a thing. Like, Yep. No the idea. hidden products is what gets you. So okay, so before we spiral, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Choosing oh, your life path. Um. Which Janelle clearly doesn't have her shit together yet. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just dropped my <laughs> She's just on the dropping floor. things. Janelle's a mess. I'm a disaster. I'm so sleep deprived. No one's sleeping through the night still. So mm-hmm. give me some space. So we kind of picked this topic because this is something I get asked about based on some of our life choices a lot in person. And I've had to answer this question a million times. And I get comments like, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm always like, Why can't you? Mm -hmm. So we thought this was a really good topic. And I can't wait to hear your opening story because you kind of gave me a little, but Janelle likes to keep things from me Mm -hmm. so that I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. Shocked and odd. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, so yours is, you get asked a lot, like, I wish I could do that. I don't get that Mm -hmm. a lot, but I get, 
Um, since moving to Illinois, I've kind of made like a, some younger friends, even younger than you, Jenna. Wow. So take, I know. No, it's mostly like people at the hair, like friends. Yeah. They say to me, like, oh, you know, they're in that stage where they're like late 20s, mid 20s, where they're like, how did you know you wanted to get married? How do you know this? How do you know that? And I, growing up, never, I mean, I never envisioned my wedding. I never cared really about getting married. I didn't even plan to get married. I knew I wanted to have kids, but I didn't like ever foresee myself being married. And so the boyfriend I had that was serious before my now husband is so different person. Um, let's call this boyfriend Sam. Sam and I date for, I don't know, three, four years. And Sam, I was talking to Josh, my husband, about this the other day. Sam on paper is the funniest person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. He is has the greatest family I've ever met. He is so fun, so nice, so empathetic. Our fa my family gets along great with him. Everything makes sense, but it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that if I married Sam, that I would never leave Minnesota. It was really important to me to be a stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. at least for the early years of my kids' lives. I knew that probably wouldn't happen. I knew we wouldn't travel. On paper, we would have a good life. We would – he'd be a great dad and he'd be a great partner and he, I would never stop laughing, but – I knew something wasn't right, and so I decided to walk away from that relationship, even though it was my most promising, like, marital um, person at that point. But when I walked away, I wrote a list, mm -hmm. and I said, what I want for my life, I want a partner that wants to travel, that wants to go on adventures, that is as interesting and fun as my dad, and will never um, settle for, like, boring. Mm -hmm. And I literally like wrote it on paper and I was going to ask Jenna, if she, I don't, Jenna's a little more witchy than me even. Are, do you do manifesting or vision boards? Yes, which I'll get into a little <laughs> so more. so excited. Okay. But I said, I never believed in manifesting, but that was the one time that I wrote down on paper what I wanted for my life and a partner. And literally three months later, Josh came into my restaurant I was working at and checked every box. And like, so interesting. It was yeah. bizarre. And so I could have easily taken this really easy, clean cut path, stayed mm -hmm. where I lived. He was already like a part of the family. We had a dog together. We were like planning to move in together. My grandma had already said like she would give me her wedding ring if he wanted to propose to me. Like it was a real thing. And I walked mm -hmm. away because it didn't feel right. And then I somehow manifested Josh. And mm -hmm. nobody – I'm not saying that Josh is perfect. By all means, anyone that right. knows Josh and I knows we're not perfect. But I got the exact life partner I wanted and I truly believe it's because I wrote it down mm -hmm. and it's stuck in my head and I still remember it. So okay. that was the so – Go, go, go. I'm so that's excited. That's crazy because my story in terms of relationships is almost exact. <laughs> I so had a boyfriend of five years, but same thing. I knew – like he just didn't have the drive and ambition that I admired in somebody. Um, we met in high school. And so in high school, it seemed like he did because he was into sports and stuff. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people are just like ambitious in high school, right? But Because you're like force fed into ambitious right. activities. Like you're basically handed an activity to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it. you're an athlete. So you're 
ambitious, you kind of just associate that or you're competitive, but that doesn't always go hand in hand in terms of life. And I needed somebody who was not afraid of life and living because that's how I felt, even though Mm -hmm. I, but I also needed somebody that would provide that comfort and support in terms of anxiety. And so I actually, I've never, I don't think I've ever shared this on here. Um, He had a ring and my mom could tell that I was questioning my relationship. And she was just like, just so you know, he's proposing this weekend. So I freaked out and I left and I left town and didn't really tell anyone. And (laughs) um, just was like, I need to figure this out. You've never even told me this story. This is the best thing I've ever heard. It was my best friend at the time. And she, she's still one of my good friends, but she lives back in Texas. I was like, take me home with you wherever you're going. It was a holiday weekend. It was Easter. (laughs) And I was like, take me home. And she did. And we literally just like stayed up all night and had margaritas and drinks on her like top floor. Her parents had like a, an observation deck and just like talked about life and basically like, what the hell do I do? Am I walking away from somebody who will love me and will start me down the path that I want? Because I was into my career already. And I'm like, yeah. obviously the next step, I knew I wanted to get married young. I just always had this vision of myself getting married young. And I was like, if I don't go down this path, then that vision could be completely wiped away. But I was like, it's just not right. And I was like, I just have to go with my gut. And it was so hard. I got so much shit from everybody because we had built a life together. We had yes. been together for five years. My dad was so supportive and so is my mom, which I think that has been a big playing field in choosing my life path is everything I've done, I've pretty much done without telling anyone, but then I've gotten the support afterwards because I feel like if I tell someone, they'll try and talk me out of it. And so I just kind of do it and then I get the support and it was the best thing. And then I still got married young because I met Brandon not that long after and we dated for three months, yeah, two and a half months. So like, like, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that was going to happen. And now looking back, the universe knew I was going to lose my parents. It knew I was going to go through a shit storm and it provided me with the person I needed. And it was not to Mm -hmm. say that Brain and I's relationship was seamless. (laughs) It was not. It was not. He struggled with drinking at the beginning and it was hard and it was hard marrying somebody and basically still getting to know them. It was, it was very difficult, but the universe was like, knew that's what I needed. And I have no regrets at all about not choosing that first and you life would have, path. How would you have felt if you had chose the first life path? I would have settled and I just would not have been happy. Like Brandon is so great, which I'll get into at one point. We just, I was like, I don't want to live in Texas anymore. And he was like, okay. So we left yeah. and I would not have been able to do that. Um, even now yeah. we've built a house and Brandon always says like, just because we built it doesn't mean we have to stay. Like nothing is permanent in life. And I'm like, thank you. Like, and he just supports that. Oh, okay. You were that brings us to another point. Go ahead. You were saying you've met a lot of people in their 20s. And I feel like a lot of people are like, the 20s are so hard. That was one of my favorite <sighs> times in life. I feel like right now yeah. we're a lot more settled and we are doing different things. But when you bring kids into the mix, you can't jumble things up that much. Like, So, but I loved my twenties and I do feel like some people get so caught up in, if I go down this path, is it going to lead, what is it going to lead me to? And I just believe in the universe pulling you certain ways and trusting your gut. 
And if you feel like something's not right, if your mind is telling you run, run. If your mind is telling you stay, stay. If your mind is telling you process this, process it. Like you don't owe anyone anything. And no matter what path you get, you're going to struggle. You're either going to struggle internally with shit. I didn't listen to my body and I settled, or you're going to struggle externally with negative output from input from other people. I love the way you put yeah. that. I think you, okay, you've made four or five good points that I like want to take notes on. So this <laughs> is one of those episodes that I'm going to go back and take notes on, even though I've already made all my life choices. But like what you said, you will, if you, if you settle, you will always feel like you settled. Mm-hmm. If you take a risk and it doesn't work out, at least you took the risk. Right. I, I, these young people that I'm meeting are saying like, oh, well, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend and now I'm with this guy. And I mean, it's fine. I mean, Don't but settle for they're fine. like trying, I keep saying that to them. Don't settle yeah. for fine. And then they'll be like, well, I just need a guy like Josh. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I say this to everyone. That's mm-hmm. a running joke. First of all, I really upplay Josh. Like, right. We all being do. Married, like- being married to Josh has a lot of hardships. He's mm-hmm. not home very much. I am sole um, life and entertainment provider for my children a lot of the times. He works harder and more hours than anyone I know. Like, yes, I the way I talk about Josh, everyone should want to Josh. And he, he is the best. He loves shopping. He lets me do whatever I want. He supports anything. If I said I want to move to Mozambique tomorrow, he would make mm-hmm. that happen. But there's always trade-offs. However, I know that I didn't settle and I know that my life is going to be exciting. But Josh and I talked about this. There's a lot of people that aren't looking for exciting. So mm-hmm. if you aren't looking for exciting, that doesn't mean anything is wrong. Right. But if you are the type of person that wants excitement and wants a wild life, you have to make certain sacrifices for that. However, if you're if that's not – if you're happy to just – do the life. I get that. I mm-hmm. think that people that don't have as much trauma as we do maybe right. are happy just living a yeah. regular life. I think people that have as much trauma, like, and I'm not saying trauma because everybody hears me talk about my dad dying and you talking about your parents dying. Like, right. I, we, you and I have other traumas that we have lived mm-hmm. through in our lives that we will talk about in a further episode. And I'm when, doing a lot which of- I know we've promised, but we're just not mentally there yet. Jenna keeps <laughs> promising her story. No, I'm in. Yeah the literal middle of yes, a really deep trauma therapy dive and breaking that code right now would be very disad- disadvantageous. Mm, Ooh, let's see. I'll Googleize <laughs> that in a second. Um, but I, we will talk about it. But I think people that have lived a little bit more chaotic and trauma-based life need a little bit more excitement, to be honest. Yeah. And that, that definitely isn't something for everyone. But the people that I'm mm-hmm. talking to that are trying to force themselves to settle for this situation because they're 27 and 29 and always saw themselves being a young parent, do not settle for being don't put being a young parent or being a young bride or being a anything above finding like your peak happiness and right yes. taking 10 fucking minutes to write down what your priorities are in life mm-hmm. and making sure that your partner checks those boxes and you know what else you don't have to have a partner to have a rad life no and i also want to touch on that because something i got a lot was you're so lucky all the time I don't think people say that now that my parents have died and I've been through some crazy (laughs) shit, but (laughs) no, I was going to say, actually, now that we're kind of into the years of parents being passed, Mm -hmm. people are starting to say it again. 
Yep. And it strikes a chord with me because I'm like, pause. I am not lucky. I have worked my fucking ass off. So even when I knew things weren't right with my current boyfriend, I just said, we're done. So I'm the type of person, like I love adventure. I love change, but I need someone with me. I'm not one to go do it on my own. So whether that's a best friend, whether that's a boyfriend, whether that's a husband, whether it was my mom, I have that anxious part where I need a companion. Yes. So I didn't say, I got out of this relationship. I'm going to take time to work on me and process. I said, no, I want a partner. So I went on to dating websites before they were cool and I dated some (laughs) sketchy ass people. We got to do this episode still too. God, we got to get, we got to get caught up on all our promised dirty episodes. Well, and so then when I met Brandon, people are like, oh my gosh, you're just so lucky. You went from a five-year relationship to finding your person. And I'm like, did you forget all the stuff in between? And same with work. When I graduated from college, I said, I want to be a kindergarten teacher. I don't want anything else. That is what I want to do. I went to over 40 schools submitting my resume. The whole area was at a hiring freeze. I got two interviews out of 40 in-person drop-offs. Like, do you know how long that took me? And I got a job and I sat there at in the to the principal and I said, I want this job. I mm-hmm. made it known. I will be good at this job. Give me a chance. And I put myself out there. I didn't just answer his questions. I said, I want this job. I need this job. I will be what you need. So basically like give me the job. And he walked away with the assistant principal and they hired me on the spot, which they don't usually yes. do. They usually interview people. But I was like, I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to put myself, what's the worst? They could say no and I go submit more resumes. That's the worst that could happen. What's the worst that could happen with online dating? I meet a ton of creepy ass people and have hilarious stories to tell. Like, oh my God, so good. <laughs> you know, and it's just, none of that was luck. It was hard work and a lot of closed doors in my face and a lot of creepy text messages. So <laughs> I, I was going to say, when you said, what's the worst that could happen in online dating? I was like, murder. <laughs> right. But also, yes, if you're playing it safe, you're right. Because when I was online dating, I lived with my dad still. And I would leave like on our whiteboard, I'd leave like meeting so-and-so, contact right. info, like on yes. our whiteboard. So he knew. Like, <laughs> and I'd yeah, be like, and just like, so you know, everyone knows where I am. Yes. And even when we moved out here, this was not in our realm of possibilities at the time, but we knew we eventually wanted some land. And we sat down and we said, what do we need to do to make that happen? And what are the ways we can get there? And it wasn't easy. It was a lot of sacrifices, a lot of big decisions, a lot of calls, a lot of financial planning, but mm-hmm. we made it happen. So it's And like, I think that's something that people skip over a lot is taking pen to paper and if you mm-hmm. have a goal, how to make it happen. And yes. That is something that I'm terrible at, but the couple times that I've – and I think it's really funny also that you dated yourself with kids these days will never know what it was like to take (laughs) a physical resume into places and have people be like, okay, whatever, and basically throw it over their shoulder. Mm -hmm. Like when I realized like I didn't want to do what I was planning to do after college and then I stopped drinking and I like started getting my life together and I like was moving away from this boyfriend and all this stuff. 
I was like, I think I want to be a waitress. Yeah. And I really wanted to be a waitress. And I, I'd never been a waitress before, but I was like, I want to be a waitress at like a cool, like downtown, like really well-known place. And then my dad came home and he was like, hey, I have a friend that works at a restaurant that said they're hiring downtown. And I walked in there and gave them a physical resume with no history, no prior history of ever waiting a table in my life. And like sat down at the bar and was like shaking. And they were like, okay, well, how do you make a drink? And I was like, I literally know nothing. I don't even know how to carry a tray. And she sent me home with a tray to carry around (laughs) my house for a week so that I could learn. And like, I love that. It was so cool. But like, every really big risk I have taken has been a really good choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's like people will say, I tried that, but it's like, how hard did you try and why did you stop trying? And I know there are extenuating circumstances. For instance, some people who want a child of their own, and that's a completely different situation when you can't get pregnant and people who struggle with infertility or staying pregnant or whatever, I, my heart goes out to them because I can't imagine how difficult that can be. And I think that's like another circumstance in itself. And I don't necessarily think that's the universe saying like, don't have kids, I think the universe is giving you a challenge and it might say, for instance, we didn't understand why we couldn't get pregnant with my daughter. And then the universe knew my mom was going to die. And so I ended up being pregnant with her when my mom passed, which a lot of you know, and I struggled with really deep, dark thoughts. And honestly, like my husband always says, like our daughter saved me because I was pregnant and I went through the deepest depression. And had I not been pregnant, had I had her before, like who knows where that would have, that spiral would have gone. But that was really and hard I think to that's understand. The big thing to recognize is let's all assume that the universe or God or whatever you choose to put your trust in is giving us things in the time they're supposed to. And oh my God, yes. I know if you're listening to this and you've suffered a loss or a pregnancy mm-hmm. loss or are struggling with, I know hearing this makes you want to punch the fucking phone. I Mm -hmm. know it. I've lived it. I've Mm -hmm. lost a pregnancy. I understand. It's still one of the most devastating things that's ever happened to me. And And you don't understand why. And it was an early loss, but it was a baby to me. And Mm -hmm. I just – I understand that us saying the universe is telling you. But if you're desperately looking for a life partner and you're not finding that, it's not the time. If you're Mm -hmm. desperately looking for this next job and you're not finding that, it's because – another job is probably coming. That's better. And that's what's happened to Josh every time. Josh had a job loss during the pandemic and we didn't know what was going to happen. We were building a house, but Josh has fought for everything he has. Josh doesn't have a college degree. Like he is fighting for every job he has. We Mm -hmm. have fought for everything we have. When I left that relationship before Josh, he, the partner out, Sam is what we're calling him. We shared a dog and he was like, well, I'm keeping the dog. And I was like, I mean, I love that dog, but if that's that's your mm-hmm. choice. And he we was like, we're not going to share yep. custody of the dog. And I was like, yep. fair. And yep. I never saw the dog again. And my dad right. still would go over to his house and see the dog even because he, my dad loved the dog Aww. so much. So like, I think that you have to understand that if you're going to take a big risk, you're going to take some heavy hits first, but you'll know in your gut if it's right. And if you mm-hmm. don't listen to your gut, In five years, you're going to listen to your gut because you're going to realize you got yourself in the wrong spot. And there's a lot of stuff I still don't understand. And I think that infancy loss, child loss, all of that, that's not really in terms of life path. 
how I get through that, especially like losing my parents young when they were my comfort, all that stuff. I just kind of categorize into that as when I die, these are questions that will be answered. And that's kind of what gets me through it. I'll have an answer one day. Right now, I don't. And that sucks. But with that, I think having kids is a decision that a lot of people do struggle with. Um, I know I'm still struggling with the decision. Right? I mean, they're, they're seven and four. So exactly. Yeah. We said, mm, I don't know if this is the right time. None of our friends had kids, but I was going through some genetic testing because of my mom's condition. And we said, let's try. And we got pregnant right away. And you've heard the story. If you've listened to us for a while that I found out I was pregnant, moved, pulled into Richmond and got the call that I didn't have the genetic component that my mom did. And so it was very overwhelming, but it, I think, was right and exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we've chosen these life paths and we're like, check, check, check. Everything is satisfied. No, I questioned for a long time. I mean, I didn't have mom friends because I was so young and we had just we had just moved to Richmond and were yeah. pregnant and I don't know anyone. So those first few years were very lonely with my son. But looking back, I'm like, he got to know my mom. And- at the time, I didn't know that that's what was going to happen, but I'm so glad that my mom got to see me as a mom and got to meet him. She didn't get to meet my daughter, but like I would never take that away. And so the fact that I was a young mom, even though I questioned it at times, ended up being a great blessing and I would never like change that. So I think that's- And I was an old-ass mom just, and I support old-ass mom choices. Right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think that everyone should wait, in my opinion, everyone should wait until they're 30 to have children because right. I think, what was I, 29? And I still was like, am I sure that I can do this? And I wasn't necessarily, oh, yeah. like, it was a lot. I um, panicked more on the second kid. I was like, well, there's going to be two and I'm going to be alone with them. <laughs> what do I do? But it's a lot. It ended up being such a blessing to see them. And I think with choosing your right path, you need to go with what you want. Of course, if you have a family, you have to consider that, but there's nothing stopping you. When you have a path that you are considering and you really want it, a lot of people will just say, I can't, or I don't have the nerve to. And so my advice is always who or what is stopping you. Okay. If it's a who, you can talk to that person and hopefully get them on board or say, can we come to a middle ground? If it's a what, how important is that what? I know I struggle with what people think. When I was in college, I got a scholarship to do broadcast journalism, and it was expected of me to do that. It was something that I did in high school. I had gone to competitions for it and had done really well. And so I just went to college and I did my classes. And I one day was like, I don't want to do this all my life. I don't want my job to dictate where I move. I don't want my job to dictate what kind of career path I go down. I want to be in charge. And this isn't something that I'm happy with. And so I sat down and I was like, what is something you're passionate about? And ever since I was a young kid, I've always wanted to be a teacher. And I had many signs in the universe telling me I should do that. And so I went to the office, whatever it was, administration office or guidance counselor, whatever. I don't even know anymore. And I changed my major and I didn't tell anyone. And I sat on it for a few days. I even started my new classes. And then I told my dad and my dad was like, sounds great. 
And I was kind of shocked, especially because my dad was more of a money career driven person. And, mm-hmm. and if you're a teacher, you know, there's only so much you can move up in terms of ladders. This is where I was going to be. And no one goes that into was something I for wanted the money. To. They go no. into it for the love of educating in children. <laughs> yes. And I was so glad that I did that. But I did get a lot of, well, you're going to a really expensive college just to have a career that won't pay much. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Because I loved my college years and I would not take that back. I don't feel regret over it. I see it as an experience. And yeah. those were great four years that I lived. So, yeah, I feel the same way. I went to college for um, businessman. It's technically called, when people see it, it's called organizational management. So people think that I'm like an organizer. But I went to college for business management. And the idea was that I was going to take my dad owned a steel company. And the idea was I was going to take over his company and I would have a degree and I'd be the first person in my family to have a degree. But like, I'd never made it a secret that my goal was to be a stay at home mom. And so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, I always just teeter tattered back and forth with whether I gave a shit about school or not. And that's probably why I stayed for six years and never got my (laughs) degree. But because of that experience, and Josh says this a lot, he's like, you Mm -hmm. partied your ass off for six years and now you are able to be really content being a mom. Like I don't feel the need to be like, I need to go out and party. And I mean, I still would dance on a bar even though I don't drink. But like (laughs) I sowed all my wild oats. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing that people need to take into account. Have you lived your life for yourself long Mm -hmm. enough before you commit it to a partner and to children Yeah, and or children? I honestly think no one should give up their life until they have had some – you've traveled, you studied abroad, Mm -hmm. you did a lot of big experiences and got a lot out of your system so that now you feel really content in where you are. And I Mm -hmm. think that a lot of people don't get all that stuff out ahead of time and then are left lacking a little bit in their adult life. I agree. And I I also don't think that just because you have kids and you're married that you have to, quote, settle down. I think you can Mm -hmm. still live that adventurous life. It just probably has to be a little different. You can't – I mean, you can, but um, (laughs) if you want to give your most to your family, it just – it needs to look a little differently. So we – I was getting a little bored and so I was like, let's get an RV and travel. And my husband was like, okay. So that's our – little adventure thing right now. I think that you can definitely do that as You can incorporate adventure. You just have to be really creative with it and really like allocate the funds to it and Mm -hmm. save up. And Jenna saying like, oh, we just bought an RV and we travel sounds very like elitist, but like they made sure that they saved up and had the funds. And if you ever want to know how we did it, we had a whole plan. It wasn't just like a blink of an eye Jenna's got a good plan. If you ever Uh want to know how to like get your RV on like the real the real way to do it, Jenna will tell you because yes. she really knocked it out of the park. She put a lot of time and effort yeah. into it and they saved up and they sacrificed. And if you are getting bored and stir crazy, there are ways to expand your horizons and expand mm-hmm. your home even in whatever phase of the pandemic we're in right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, traveling doesn't have to be expensive and Mm-mm. there's so many other ways to do it. And it doesn't have to be travel. It could be We've really started to just wander outdoors. Like, yeah. Last weekend, I was, uh, last weekend was Labor Day, and I was like, Josh, we have these beautiful woods behind our house, and we haven't had time to have them cleared. Can you just go to Home Depot and rent like a brush hog and make a few paths for the kids? 
guess what? The kids are in our backyard exploring these new paths, bringing me new treasures every day. So like, yeah, you can just go to Home Depot if you have a little bit of property and buy a brush hog or rent a brush hog for a day for a hundred dollars and create a new path or We have started going to like waterfalls and natural preserves around the area. We bought a museum pass. With that too, when you're finding your own path in life, it's not linear, first of all. Yeah. There have been many times where I have my starting point and my end goal in mind, and that end goal can change. And a hundred times. If anyone says, Well, you said you were say, Well, I changed my mind. I changed my Um, mind. We have come across many bumps, many turns. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily put a time limit because I don't think that's fair. Um, It puts a lot of pressure. So I just say, this is the goal I want to work towards. And there are times where we literally have to press pause on our lives to get to that end goal, whether that's a financial thing, like Mm -hmm. we can't eat out, we can't spend, we're saving, saving, saving. And I have to tell people like, we're kind of hibernating because- We're not spending money. So you can come over and play, but we're not spending money right now. Or in terms of we need to get some things in order at our house in order to reach this next goal. And same with my other career paths. I was in a job I didn't love, but I knew I had to stay through it to get to the other side, to Mm -hmm. get to my next goal. It wasn't like I could just end it in that second. I could have, but I don't know if I would have reached exactly where I wanted to go. So you really have to kind of step back and look at your goal and what paths you need to take to get there. And like I said, there might be many paths to get there or that end goal could easily change and you might find a different one. I never would have imagined we would be an RV family. We knew we wanted to travel. I never would have imagined we'd be the ones on the side of the road emptying our shitter every week, but that's what we are. (laughs) You guys have to, if you haven't heard the story of Jenna emptying the shitter in her bikini in a rainstorm while fighting with her husband, honestly, it deserves a movie and I will vote for it to be And just waving to people as they pass. But it's very true. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I love the Nikki Glaser podcast. It's very mental health oriented. It's daily Monday through Thursday. But she had on Lisa Lampanelli yesterday, who's a very famous, controversial female comedian. You're not supposed to say female comedian, straight up comedian, because it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter the gender, motherfucker. But she said she hit 50 and she was at the height of her career. And she said, this isn't what I want to do anymore. I want to go into self-help. And everyone was like, you're a famous fucking comedian. You're just going to mm-hmm. walk away from what people dream their whole lives of. And she was like, yeah. Exactly. Other so she people. Said she, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she said she went to her financial advisor and she said, I'm 50. How many more years do I have to work until I can quit this and do what I want to do? And he said, you have to work till you're 57. And she said, cool. And yeah, she worked exactly. until she was 57. And now she has mm-hmm. enough money. She can live the rest of her life. Granted, this is a famous celebrity, but thousands of people – probably would kill to be Lisa Lampanelli. I'd kill to be mm-hmm. Lisa Lampanelli. She's amazing. Yeah. But she was at the top of her career and said, I want to go into self-help and said to her financial advisor, how do I do it? They, he told her. She said, all right, I got to put in seven more years. The end. And she yep. did what she wanted to do. Like, And it doesn't have to be miserable. Like say like, I'm so excited. Like this might be a little rough right now, but I'm so excited because there's my goal. Like think of it as a positive and that yeah. will get you through it. Um, when I met Brandon, he was actually in med school and he (laughs) told me he was super unhappy and Mm -hmm. granted we've been dating, I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe a month at this point. And he's like, I hate it. And I was like, do you hate all of it or what? And he was like, I love the lab work. 
I hate everything else. I hate the politics. I don't like interacting with the other doctors. Like I have nothing in common with them. I can't see myself ever being socially okay with them. I love my work in the lab. And I said, well, there's your answer. And he said, but I've already put in, I don't remember how many years in med school. And I said, so? He's like, well, what about what my family thinks? I said, then don't tell them right now. You do you. And he was like, and what about us? We want to get married and da da da. And I was like, we can still get married. Just because you're not a doctor doesn't mean we can't have the career. And he was like, and I had told him, I said, I, my prerequisites for a husband, I said, I want to be able to have the option to stay home if I want to. I know that's not for everyone, but that's where I saw myself. And two, I wanted a husband that did not travel because my dad traveled and I just personally knew I wouldn't be okay with it. And so, you know, he's like, well, I, I want to make your dreams come true. And I said, first of all, you have to make yourself happy. You can't just think you about me. You can't make anybody else's dreams no. come true if, you're li- if you hate your life. Exactly. And I was like, second of all, just because you're not a doctor doesn't mean that you have to get a job that is going to be super low paying and, you know, you traveling all the time. And I was like, you just told me you love working in the lab. So why not go down some kind of career path? And he was like, but that's going to cause more school. And I said, okay, I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought our first house and I was the sole provider. And a lot of people were like, don't you feel weird? Your husband's not contributing. I said, he is contributing. He's working towards his goal. And to me, that was more contributing than anything because he was also working towards my goal in the end. And so our first two years of marriage, he was in school and I was working and now he loves his career. And I always joke with him. I'm like, aren't you so, especially now with the pandemic, I'm like, I would have him sleeping in the garage. (laughs) He would not be living in your house with your your feelings on germs. I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. But his first thought was kind of going towards like status, like but don't you want to say I'm a doctor? I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, I mean, he was a chemist for a while. And I was like, I think that's so much more badass than saying you're a doctor. You're a fucking chemist. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then he was like, well, what about my family? I mean, you're going to have to deal with the comments. You're going to have to deal with that. But do what makes you happy. How do you and- suggest people deal with the comments? Because I I mean, I've gotten my comments. Mm-hmm. You know, I – love moving around and people are like, oh, well, first of all, they were like, you can't move. Most of my family's still in Minnesota. And I got a lot of like, you can't take the kids away from their grandparents and you can't this and you can't that. And I was like, first of all, I can. Well, first of of all, you say why? Why? I think that's a good point is like, say why. If someone says you Mm -hmm. can't do this, say why. And then Mm -hmm. you'll know what their concerns are. I like to just spring into defense mode and not ask why. But – and then I get it. Now I'm getting a lot of, oh, you guys like to move around. Like we have no plans to be in Illinois forever. So I get a lot of like, oh, you guys can't keep – like this is fine now because you're homeschooling the kids. But like once they're in school, you can't bounce kids around like this. And I'm like, I feel like you can. Like (laughs) military families do it and their kids are awesome. And And there's not a law that says that kids can't move around a little bit. Right. And I think implementing your kids with that knowledge of you're not settled. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. settled. You can up and move. You can change career paths is a huge life lesson that is so valuable, as well as teaching them we are resilient. We will move. We will start this new thing. Let's see this as a positive and an adventure. And sometimes... It's a sucky situation, like you lose a job, and so you have to do it. And so you have the choice. You can sit there and be like, this sucks. I We lost our job. 
we have to move to a different state where we don't know anyone. It's a lower paying job that we're going for. Or you can say, this is a huge adventure. Let's see where this takes us. Yeah, And that's something that we really teach our kids. And it's been very, I think, beneficial because I don't think I really had that as a kid. I didn't have a lot of those coping mechanisms. Like when I life didn't. gets tough, yeah, it was just life gets tough. Let's deal with it. And so I think seeing it as a positive and kind of flipping it for your kids helps them a lot. And yeah. Teaching them that everything is temporary. I remember my family had never moved and we moved when I was in fifth grade. And I literally still to this day can feel the feelings Mm -hmm. of anxiety and how devastated I was because I thought that everything was forever all the time. And when we moved when I was in fifth grade, I was devastated. Like I still remember writing to my friends and being like, my parents said that if I hate it here after a year, we can move back. Like, no, don't tell your kids that. Unless it's true. Unless it's true. But like my kids are having a really hard time being away from Jenna's kids and we Mm -hmm. just try our best and we say, you know, Ezra's still your best buddy. You guys can FaceTime. We're FaceTiming once a week. We're going to try to come home for Halloween. (laughs) Well, and the other thing we say is, when my son gets upset and I said, but think about when we go see them. It will be a huge oh, sleepover, a huge slumber yeah. party, and they'll get to show us their new adventures. Yes. And I I don't discredit that it sucks. I tell him all the time, it does suck. There will never be another Zach. It is awful, but let's think about how exciting also this new adventure will be. Mm-hmm. And he does get excited for that. But and like I think his birthday was a little tough. He missed you guys I on his know. birthday. And, I, and I just said, it, it does suck. It sucks. We wish they were here. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of where we're at Yeah, right we now. don't discredit. Like, we're not like, knock it off. You'll make a right. new friend. Like, we're like, no, no it you sucks. know, <laughs> he's your best buddy. It sucks. But I also think that parents have a lot more power than they think that they do. Mm-hmm. And as we are not into, like, talking politics and, I mean, maybe we will start talking politics. Jenna, Ooh. what do you say? Ooh. I'm going to be on mute. <laughs> Jenna's just going to be on mute. It's just going to be me talking. Um, Welcome (laughs) welcome to Janelle's political show. But we see how different people are reacting to um, some of the new mandates in this next wave of COVID. And your kids wearing masks to school sucks. I don't want to wear a mask anymore. No one wants to wear a fucking mask anymore. We're tired of mask acne. Mask acne. I want to show off my new lips. I want to live my life. Yes. But – I frame it for my kids and it's just a part of our life that if you frame it for your kids that it's not the world taking their liberties away that it you can choose it like it, it, this applies to everything but just put it to masking is masking the worst thing that's ever happened no is moving the worst thing that's ever happened no but there's justifiable feelings it makes me mm-hmm. sad when I have to tell Zach we can't do certain things or this is a certain way because of this. And right. we be realistic with them, but also you're the guiding light to your kids. So mm-hmm. if you show them that moving around is fun, if you show them that switching jobs whenever you're unhappy is okay, if you show them that going to therapy is normal, if you show them that all of these things are normal, I think we're raising a more resilient generation, I hope, mm-hmm. because I know that I could have been raised to be a lot more resilient. <laughs> well, yeah. And it was everything when we were raised was like brush it under the rug. Yeah. Don't talk about it. It'll be it. fine. Knock and, it off. Grow up. Yeah. Like, and yeah. now our kids oh. are going to be like, stop talking to me. So when we were married, we decided we didn't want to live in Texas anymore. And we were like, let's move. 
We didn't tell our family we were doing this at the time. <laughs> I had told my mom because she was living in the house that we grew up in. And she was like, I, she had said to me one time, like, I would love to move, but I always want to be near you. Do you think this is your like long-term place as of right now in your life? And I said, no. So that was like the mm-hmm. only hint I kind of gave because she just wanted to know like, is right now a right time for me to move? Yeah. And so we sat down and we put out... We sat down at Starbucks and we got out a map and we said, here's the areas we would like to live. Let's think in terms of practicality. So like even we talked about like California, Oregon, we, it just didn't work. We thought they were beautiful places, but financially, as well as we still wanted to be around family, we just didn't think it would work at the time. And then we were like, well, what about like Virginia, North Carolina? I had my aunt and uncle here, my cousin here, my grandpa's in North Carolina and we were like, it's beautiful. We love it every time we visit. So we put out a few resumes. We called my aunt. We're like, can we come visit? She lived in Roanoke. She's like, yeah, of course. So we go there. We actually originally thought about moving to Roanoke. We got a job offer in Kansas, ironically. So my husband went, interviewed, got the job. And he was like, I just don't know. And I said, then the answer is no. And he's yeah. like, it's a great job. And I was like, the mm-hmm. answer is no. And sure enough, a few weeks later, he got a job in Richmond. Um when we said we were moving here, first of all, people said, oh, so you're moving for a job? I said, no, we sought it out. We sought out a job. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's not getting like relocated? I was like, no. Like We looked for a brand new job. And then a lot of people said, well, why would you, especially leaving Texas, why would you ever leave Texas? Texas is the best. Why would you want to go to Virginia? Texas and we said, loves Texas. Oh my gosh. And we're like, <laughs> because it fits where we want to be in life. And they were like, well, mm. what about the winters? And I said, well, we're excited. Well, aren't you going to miss this about Texas? We can always visit. And so it's just interesting. People think that their path is the one that you should aspire to. And then I, we also got the comment of, oh, I wish I could do that. And we just kept saying, well, why can't you? Like, why can't you start looking for another job? It, it doesn't mean it's going to happen in the next year. It it wasn't overnight for us. It happened over a span mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember we were looking like during one school year and then we moved in January of the next year. So it was probably like a year and a half span in there. And it was funny, the kind of comments we got of, well, why? And everyone just thought, because they love Texas, that we should stay there. So, and I will say when we first got here, my husband freaked out and we definitely got an apartment that was not fit for us and it was not safe at all. And my husband was freaking out and he's like, I can't believe I just did this to our family. And I said, what's the worst that could happen? We look for another job and we move somewhere else and we keep our stuff in storage until then. And he's like, but I already took this job. And I said, and so if you hate it, we just move. And he's, yeah, okay, okay. So he kind of calmed down. And then we found our little area. We started exploring. And it turned out to be great. It does not mean that our life paths have been easy. There have been moments of panic on all of them. All yeah. Of them. So. Nobody who's shift. We do the same thing. We always say as soon as Josh starts feeling unpleased in his job, we update his resume. And then when he has mm-hmm. like six weeks of being upset with his job, we start to really <laughs> update his resume. And then when he's had like three months of not liking his job, we plan like since right. Josh and I have been married, he has had five jobs. I don't know, more maybe. And yeah. we've only been married for like eight years. Right. And so 
we don't stay and settle. We keep mm-hmm. moving, but we always knew that was going to be the plan. But it's never not been scary. There's no. always been a moment. Oh, it's of, always. Oh, my God, we have no fucking safety net. Let's free fall here for a yes. second. There's always a few little moments of full free fall. And yep. if your risk tolerance isn't there, I totally respect yes. that. Because. Well, and I love the the time my husband looked at me and said, what the hell did we just do? And I said, I don't know. Like we've had a few of those. And I think that's a great thing. Like if your risk tolerance is a low, that's your risk tolerance. And also with your life path, it's your life path. Don't let others dictate it. You're the own measure of your own happiness and your success. So for me, career success does not equal success in life. Mm -hmm. Happiness, content, and some other personal goals are what I value as successful. Yeah. So to me, I am successful, but to the outside world, it might be like, oh, she's just a stay-at-home mom with a little podcast on the side. like A little podcast and, action on yeah. the side. And my husband has gotten comments from his family and friends like, don't you wish you went to med school? Don't you wish you ended up getting your master's? Don't you wish? And he's, no, I'm, I'm very happy in my career. I have a company that values family, which is something I want and people I love working with. So to me, I'm very successful. And I give my family enough to where they don't severely want, but not too much to where they don't have to work hard with me. And Mm -hmm. to us, we're successful. We might not be, we're not the biggest house on the block. You know, it's, it's just, you have to remember like, you're the own measure of your own happiness and yes. success. And, and don't your priorities let can social shift. media. Yeah. Ugh, oh, gross. and social media, I think, is what gets to a lot of 20-year-olds. I think we were the very fortunate generation. Oh, that we're you're kind right. Of I didn't between. even think about that. We didn't have that. No. Because we were very in between. There was like my space and you don't there was not much on there. But I can't imagine growing up with the competitiveness. And I was even at the beach um recently and some girlfriends and I were talking. I cannot imagine being like older teen, like 18, 19, or early 20s, it looks like so much work. <laughs> like so much work. I was like, this is exhausting watching them. Like they everything had to be perfect on them. And then they had to get the right like Instagram shot or who knows what they're using now and filter. And then like every time they went swimming in the ocean, they came out and put stuff in their hair and brushed their hair and retouched up their makeup. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like this looks Whoa. exhausting. And I imagine cannot. what the stakes are going to be when they start having kids if that's just yes. the stakes on themselves. Right. And I'm over there in my Target five-year-old bikini with <laughs> tan lines that are from five different swimsuits, no makeup. I haven't washed my hair in a week and yep. happy as can be. But to me, that looks exhausting what they were doing. And But if that's what makes them happy, like let but them- But imagine how exhausting what live. you're doing looks to them. Right? That's snacks, true. water, <laughs> snacks, sunscreen. I have dirt in my eyes. So and so hit me. Like, also exhausting. That's so true. <laughs> but I am also the mom that I'm like, there's a cooler. Wipe your, your eyes out. <laughs> That's like my kids are always like, I need a towel. I have water in my eyes. And I'm like, you have two hands, wipe them out. Yep. I'm like, two steps forward to your left. <laughs> so, You're good. But yeah, I think social media has, I think we could go down a rabbit hole and it has a whole other thing on. If you're successful in social media is such a toxicity that I need to like remove from my life. So there you go. If you're trying to work on a life path, maybe get off of social media or (gasps) get on only social media that supports it. I thought you were going to say get on OnlyFans. I was like, fuck yeah, Jenna. Hell yeah, make some money. (laughs) 
I was like, is she going to go for only? <laughs> um, but with that, like, I mean, this isn't a life path, but one of my personal goals was a running goal. And so I was just on Facebook for the running groups and it was very supportive minus those few trolls that you just have to ignore. But mm-hmm. yeah, if it's holding you back or making you feel jealous or making you want, want, want. And if you find yourself want, want, wanting, then maybe you're not on the right path right now. And maybe you need to adjust and figure out how to get Jenna's challenge of the week. It is. I like that. Tell us more about want, want, wanting. Tell me. I want to hear more about this path. I don't know. I just feel like if you're in your life and you're not happy and you find yourself feeling jealous or feeling like I want, I wish, those kind of feelings, I think – one of two things are happening. I think one, you probably need to work on yourself a bit and say, why am I having those feelings? Is it because of the pressures of social media or the pressures of my friends or the pressures of things around me? Or is it truly something I do want to aspire to? And if so, then get your ass on board to start that hard work towards that path. And to me personally, when I have a path in mind, and I'm working towards it, even if it's a big want, it doesn't seem to preoccupy my mind as like, I'm lacking something. It's almost satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working towards that goal. And with that, like I said, I touch on manifestation. Um, I do believe in that in terms of not that you just put it in the universe and it's going to come to you. I think you have to put it in the universe and work your ass off to get it. Yes, It's, yes. it's not just going to happen for you, but I think avoiding it and not talking about it, it's definitely not going to happen. So if you want a career or you want something in life, put it out in the universe and talk about it often. Talk about it with other people. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many doors open just by talking to other people. It's like, oh wait, you you know somebody who can help me with this goal or Mm -hmm. you know somebody who has done a similar life path and can give me guidance and it's very eye-opening. And so if you put it out there and keep putting it out there, more doors will open. Yeah. So do it. (laughs) Do it. And I think that's an important part to like finding your partner too is Mm -hmm. if you're – and a lot – and I only keep bringing up the partner because like I know a lot of people that are just – after this pandemic, people are – I know people that have fully shifted in I was going to – I wanted to have kids before the pandemic and now I know I don't. Or I wanted a partner before the pandemic and now I know I don't. But if you're still searching out a partner, put out there what you're actually looking for to your Mm -hmm. friends, not like this fake persona also. Mm -hmm. And don't try to like make yourself smaller to find a partner. Make yourself bigger to find a partner. I love that. Because then you're so much more accepted for who you are. I see a lot Mm -hmm. of people – male and female, straight and homosexual and non-binary, I have seen an example of each of these where I'm seeing someone making themselves smaller Mm -hmm. to find a partner. And that is the most unfulfilling plan that Mm -hmm. you can have, I feel like. And this is just in the last few months. I just want to like grab these people and shake them and say, I made myself so big when I found Josh that I was trying to make myself repellent almost. And I told Josh when we went on our first date, he was like, are you always like this on dates? And I was like, because I would go on dates and I played them as like fun. And I would just ask people like rapid fire questions and say like, how many kids do you want to have? Where do you want to live? What do you want to do? What do you want to this? And I was just having fun with it. I was making myself so big, but I was trying to be so big that people would be a, a like 
put off by me, but I was actually making myself my fullest, most obnoxious mm-hmm. version of myself. And so if somebody likes you when you're fullest, you're your fullest, yeah. most obnoxious version of yourself, that's a keeper, dude. Like that right? person's going to stick with you when bad shit happens. Every time something terrible happens, Josh is the first one to yes. like scoop me up. He's great. And that's because yeah. he's seen how absurd I am from the jump. I agree. And so with that, one, it's okay to end things and quit things. It's going to mm-hmm. be scary. I will we say quitting, quitting my yeah, quitting my job was one of the scariest things. And I did I feel- so many things. I felt that because I didn't have kids yet. And I felt that period of unfulfilledness and did I do the right thing? And what is my purpose? Like I did go through those, but I sat with those feelings and then my life started to unfold. But there were some really uncomfortable weeks in there. Sit Um, with your feelings and feel them. Don't ignore them and like embrace how uncomfortable you feel. Yes. And with that, when you quit something, you can always start again, usually, or something similar. The right path is yours and it's yours alone. So- Measure your own happiness and your own success. If someone questions you, let them question. If you decide Mm -hmm. to change your path and somebody questions you and says, well, you said, say, well, I changed my mind. And Um, a big point that you made that I really liked was you can keep it a secret too. If you decide to change your path and keep it a secret, nobody's business. (laughs) It is. It actually is really fun. But I don't think enough people take advantage of the fact that because we live in this social media microscope, you can do things and keep them secret. Right? I don't keep anything yeah. secret, but like if you want to, you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. it's an underutilized life skill is just keeping your big moves a secret from everyone. Yep. And your career path can change and it can twist and turn. It will mm-hmm. most likely will not be linear. It will have some big bumps and that could lead you down a whole other path. Trust your gut. Your gut might get a little wonky, but sit with it for a few days. Manifest. Put yourself out there. Make yourself as big as you can. Hard work versus luck. And the other thing I want to add is having a support system of some kind that you can either challenge or will support you no matter what. So Mm -hmm. for instance, my parents did challenge me. Are you sure? Why would you do that? But when I gave my explanation, was okay. I understand. They weren't trying to hold me back. They were being parents. Yeah. But I've also found those people in life who do try and say, why would you ever do that? And you can't change their thinking. So mm-hmm. have that little bit of support while you're trying to go down your life path. And who knows where Janelle and I will end up in five years. We, a year ago, didn't think we'd have a podcast. We didn't it's think fun. we'd be living in different states. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd be RV traveling. We had plans to be in Europe. So... <laughs> Um, a little different. We're going to be living in your backyard. But I think that's the other yeah. thing is like, I'm in a place right now where I'm like, I feel like there's this little thing gnawing in my gut that's like, I think that you're coming to the end of your like stay at home mom life. And hey, I'm, I'm excited not, for this journey. But it's not going to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be stay at home mom for another year at least mm-hmm. while we homeschool. But I'm already starting to like manifest and talking to Josh, like, what do I want to do next? I think that my life has always been like, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom for life. Mm-hmm. And even in saying it to Josh now, he's like, really? You're going to like go back to work? And I'm like, yeah, next year, hopefully we can get mm-hmm. the kids back in school. Things will be normal-ish, knock mm-hmm. on wood. And I can like pursue something for myself. And so 
you can say like, my goal is to be a stay-at-home mom. And then you can say, JK, my goal is to be a working-ass woman. Exactly. I might go back to school and finish my degree. It'll be a lot of work. It'll be a financial burden on my family that we will have to undertake and save and scrimp and move Mm -hmm. things around for. Or maybe I'll be what like it can change. Things happen for a reason. The universe does things for a reason. A big thing that I've taken away from losing my dad was life is actually short. Like everybody's always like, life is short. Life is short. Life is short. And you're like, yeah, life Mm -hmm. is short. Let's all say that. Like life is short. It's literally short. Like, yeah. Really, if you and I only had the lifespan of our parents, we're more than halfway done, which is mind blowing. And that Mm -hmm. is a great point. I think having that trauma of losing our parents young, I was already like, we had already moved, we had already done a few things, but now I also take the mindset of like, I don't care what anyone else has Mm -hmm. to say about this. And I'm a lot Mm -hmm. more confident in that. And if anyone says anything, just be like, life is short. This is what I choose. Life is really short, literally. Like it's not mm-hmm. – life is short is such a cliche until you actually see a life cut short. And Because my realize, parents, both of them mm-hmm. had plans still. Yeah. And now they cannot live them out. They had plans. Yes. They yes. have missed so much. They have missed their grandchildren and they've missed so much that it just really makes me think I want to live each day and each path that I'm on to its fullest, to where I'm, I'm happy. It doesn't mean I'm going out adventuring every day. There are some days where I am content just being home. But then there's other seasons of my life where I'm like, I want to travel, travel, travel. I want to burn it out. (laughs) Exactly. And so that's what we say about my dad too is like, my dad died when he was 63. Dude lived three lives in 63 years. And I want to live four lives in 63 years. Like I don't – I'm not – And my parents did. They did a lot in their Mm -hmm. years. My dad was 61 and my mom was 58 and – in that amount of time, they were very, they lived very happy lives and they did a lot. And I want to be the same. I do think my dad regrets a lot of years he spent just concentrating on work. And so that's yeah. why I told Brandon, like, I don't care if we live in a one bedroom apartment. I just want you here happy present. And yeah. that's what works for me. I know like you love that Josh travels. My cousin loves that her husband travels. It just It did not work for me. And I think that's because of how I grew up as well as with my anxiety. Like I said, in terms of my path, I need someone with me. And so he's that person. So when he travels, I'll be like, well, what do I do now? Like, (laughs) I'm the opposite person. I'm like, when when are you leaving? And And that could be the same thing. My dad was never not at anything. He was always right. there. He was out, he drove me to school. He picked me up from school. It was an hour mm-hmm. drive. He, I went to work with him after school. He never missed a single Aww. one of my sporting events. Like, But I have a husband that's not going to be there for all those things for my kids. So let's see what my kids pick in a spouse. Mm-hmm. My kids might tell their spouse, I never want you to go anywhere right. because my dad was always gone. And yeah. so – we're kind of in a middle ground right now, but I love being by myself. And I mm-hmm. personally couldn't I don't I could I couldn't stay married if I had to be with someone a hundred percent of the time because I'm just not right. that cool to be around if well, I'm and being see, honest. That's a great example. <laughs> that's a great example of like Janelle's path is completely different from mine, but it's what makes her happy and it's what makes me happy. To her, she probably doesn't understand why I would want that and I can't understand I would never be able to function how she does. But it's because we're not the same person. No, and no one has to be the same person and we don't explain it to each other and we've never questioned each other because we know that like our life path isn't for everyone. Even people that are as – you and I are so similar on 90% of our lives. Mm -hmm. 
But there's still your life path is your life path and right. my life path is my life path and your aunt's life path is not your life path and your uncle's cousin's opinion of your job doesn't matter and if college isn't fun, drop out and if mm-hmm. your marriage sucks, dip out. Or don't like, go to college, which is a whole yes, other thing we'll get oh, into. We're going to do that one too, anti-college, yep. but it's fine if you want to do it. That's your <laughs> – I loved it. I loved it. But fucking loved it so much. I stayed for six years and walked away with no diploma. That's how much Mm -hmm. I loved it. Like I didn't love it it in terms of like, I got this diploma. I loved it in terms of like the friends and experience. Exactly. But now I want to go back and learn because I'm at the I feel like (laughs) right. I feel like 40 is the age you should go to college because you actually want to learn. Like my brain is probably where you want to go. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like now I actually am interested in learning things. I would love to just like write a book report. Can I get a book report? I'll give you one. I'll read it. Janelle's homework. (gasps) I sent you some really good books. I hope you enjoy them. Um, I cannot wait. I've actually been literally some of my five best books I've read since the pandemic. So you're welcome. Thank you. I let Grandma borrow one. Oh, Granny, which I can't wait to read. What Marilyn? I hope she picked anxious people. She's going to love it. It's such a fun, easy book. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's going to love it. That's what she, I, I thought it was cute. That's what she picked. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what Marilyn thinks. Marilyn's I book know. club coming soon. Exactly. <laughs> so with that, um, I think we're good. Stay tuned for where our life paths take us. Holy shit. Um, Who um, knows? Um, See you on – what are we on episode now? Like 27? See you on episode 127 when I yeah. am a doctor of- Can we do a follow-up? <gasps> yes. One and I'm just a witch we'll living in a coven. That's my life. You basically are already a witch. I hope people are watching on YouTube and can see that Jenna's house has been condemned because there's boards on her windows. Uh, Jenna's already started decorating for Halloween and they put full boardage up on their windows. And I've been wa- laughing you can't at see, it this but whole time. There's two skeletons in these chairs right here too. You need to so. post um to the Instagram when this goes live all of your Ooh, creepy ass Halloween stuff that you have up mid. Would you start on August and August? In August, yeah, hell yeah, we did. <laughs> my kids said, "Can we?" And I said, "Give me a reason why." And they said, "Because it yeah. makes me happy." And I said, "Done." So Dan- okay, so that should be the name of this episode. Give me a reason why, because it makes me happy. Done. That I is like the whole mission of this episode, and your kids just ended it on a high note. <laughs> yep. So with that, call your therapist <laughs> and take your meds.